This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 6.45, that means it's time to check in with Rick Forchak. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, and let's get uh, right to War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes, indeed. Very, very good movie here, shot in Vancouver and Tofino. Uh, it's a little difficult, though, to keep all the Planet of the Apes iterations straight, as there have been now nine films and a TV series. Now, the first movie was from 1968 and had Charlton Heston's character crash landing on a planet ruled by talking simians. Now, the franchise was rebooted in 2001 with Mark Wahlberg in the Charlton Heston-like role, although then-director Tim Burton said it was a reimagining of the original rather than a remake. Well, the movie was a total bomb, and even star Wahlberg said so in later interviews. The franchise was left alone until 2011's Rise of the Planet of the Apes and 2014's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. This movie once again stars Andy Serkis as Caesar, the chimpanzee who develops the ability to speak and to reason. The story is complex in this movie and thought to be the end of this new series of three, but you never know. We once again see the ape society wanting to be at peace with the humans after the mayhem between the apes and people in the previous movie, but that is not to be so. The colonel, a vicious soldier played by Woody Harrelson, leads his troops against the apes and ultimately makes them as slaves. They do forced labor, and we don't know what they're building until well into the movie, a secret that's preserved and that comes as something of a surprise. All the elements of a good Western, like the Magnificent Seven, are here, elements of a good prison picture, like Papillon, and elements of a chase movie, like Butch Cassidy, play to a well-executed script. There's a lot of character development here, and before anything really blows up, we're well acquainted with the motivation of each of the factions, although we can't guess just how things will play out. Circus is brilliant as Caesar, Harrelson is diabolical as always, and the supporting cast of apes played by such actors as Steve Zahn and Karen Conoval, she once again plays Maurice the Orangutan, are all very sharply drawn. There's action here, but not at the expense of story, and it's not difficult to see where the 1968 original now ties in. It's a very good summertime popcorn movie, Joe. The rating's 14A. I really like this film. All right, that is War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, The next one we're talking about, uh, I've not heard of this one yet, called The Big Sick. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. The producer here is Judd Apatow, who did Bridesmaids, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Pineapple Express, and the whole gambit of Seth Rogen movies. And the writers are first-timers, Kumail Nanjanani and Emily V. Gordon, who just happened to be the subject of this film, which got major buzz at the Sundance Film Festival and which was selected as the opening film for the Seattle Film Festival last month. Nanjiani and Emily have chosen to tell the story of how they met and how their relationship developed, with Kumail playing himself, an Uber driver by day and a stand-up comic by night. Emily is played by Zoe Kazan from Our Brand is Crisis, a movie from two years ago, and the short version is that Kumail was born in Pakistan, but came to the U.S. as a boy with his family. The expectation is that the parents will arrange his marriage, as is the tradition, and uh, available young Pakistani women are constantly dropping into the family home because they were in the neighborhood. Kumail, however, has other plans. He met Emily in a comedy club where he was performing, and he wants to build his relationship with her. Unable to come clean with both his parents and with Emily as to the real dilemma here, Kumail walks through a sort of netherworld trying to figure out what to do. He and Emily break up, and soon she ends up in the hospital, and Kumail becomes a fixture by her bedside, something that distresses her parents, played by Ray Romano and Holly Hunter. 
What we have at the end of it all is a character study of a romantic comedy, somewhat uneven, but with its own charm. The rating in the U.S. is R. In Canada, it is 14A. That's the big six, Joe. Mm, that sounds like an interesting one. It's very different, and you know, it's just kind of the beginning of a whole spate, I think, of movies like this, cross-cultural, multicultural, and what to do, what to do. Hmm, all right, that is The Big Sick. Uh, what is new over on Netflix? I'll look at a couple of movies on Netflix. We'll start with The Crash. This is current from 2017. If you can imagine such a thing, this is a stock market thriller with all the intrigue, danger, and fast-paced action of a spy story. It's set in the near future, and we learn early on that an elite counterterrorism unit exists in the United States designed to thwart cyber terrorism aimed at the American stock market. Recruited to this team is Guy Clifton, played by Frank Griot, a stock trader and market expert who has always walked a very fine line between that which is legal and that which is not. And as often as not, he has his foot on the illegal side and always for personal gain. The government task force wants him for what he knows, and he agrees, believing that what he will learn will allow enormous personal gain when all of this is done. When Guy stumbles across the organization that's behind the cyber attacks, he abruptly changes his mindset, realizing that doing the right and honest thing, not his strong suit, might be the only way to save the economy, and indeed, perhaps the entire country. It also stars Minnie Driver and John Leguizamo. The rating's 14A. It's called The Crash. Pretty interesting movie, Jill. All right, so that one is The Crash from this year. Uh, we have a bit of an older one on Netflix as well. Yeah, this one's called Soldier. It is from 1998, and it's a very well-made and somehow forgotten sci-fi film that stars Kurt Russell as a soldier in an interstellar war in the future who is dumped on a refuse planet and left for dead. Some of those on the planet are human crash survivors. Others are rejected replicants left on the planet as space junk. As Todd3465 Russell begins to sense that his life is at risk for more reasons than just basic survival. The replicants are organizing, and they look to be getting ready to rid the planet of humans. Now, director Paul W.S. Anderson, who did the Resident Evil series of movies, sees this film as sort of a sidequel, not a prequel, but a sidequel to Blade Runner. And for those who know their sci-fi movies, you'll see all kinds of background data that supports this fact. Gary Busey, Michael Chiklis, and Connie Nielsen also star. It is a pretty good thriller, and despite its age, the special effects hold up quite well, Jill. It's a 14A rating. It's Soldier. Hmm. Uh, what about on Crave? Uh, Crave has got Shooter, another one-word title. Uh, this is a TV series that started last year. It's an action-adventure thriller, thriller from the USA Network, starring Ryan Philippe as Bob Lee Swagger. And it's based on the movie American Sniper, and it's about a decorated Iraqi war veteran who's coaxed back into action as part of a special task force designed to pre prevent the assassination of the American president. As is always the case, Jill, nobody is whom they appear to be, and before he knows it, Swagger is being framed as the key person in the plot. Now he must work to save himself and his family. Jason Isaacs also stars, along with Tom Sizemore. Uh, this is good binge-watching, and uh, that series has been uh, will return later on uh, this year uh, for a second season, so a good binge-watch to get started with Shooter. All right, always a good binge-watch. That's a good thing. Uh, television, it's mid-July, so television, it's that time of year when, even with the, the newer of the summer series and networks doing more summer shows, there's not a lot out there. Nope, but I'll tell you, there's something very big starting tonight. Game of Thrones is back. Uh, the epic series back tonight for its next to last season. This time it's just an eight-episode arc instead of the usual ten, but most of the segments, including the opener tonight, are longer than the standard one hour. Winter is coming, and the various factions are all preparing for what it will take to secure the Iron Throne. 
This season, instead of briefly flirting with the White Walkers and what they actually are, this supernatural band of entities makes its presence very well known. That is tonight, Jill, on HBO Canada. And this is a very interesting um, series as well, a mini-series tonight on PBS. It's called Remember Me. And it stars Monty Python's Michael Palin. He plays it completely straight here in this dramatic miniseries that kicks off tonight. He is a character named Tom Parfit. He's a man who moves into an assisted living facility, uh, Palin himself is age 74, where he is the sole witness to a murder that's done under the cover of darkness. The challenge right out of the gate is that when the murder occurred, there was no one in the facility except Tom and the victim. Soon it becomes clear that something beyond the paranormal is afoot. This series aired to excellent reviews in the U.K. in 2014. Now it's our turn, and that's on PBS Public Broadcasting from the U.S. Tonight, Joe. All right, so there are a couple of options if you're yeah. missing the, all of the TV series that are usually on. Yeah, and all of the TV series that are usually on aren't on. You're quite right about that. And many of the summer shows, not all, but many of them are quite lame. They're, just, <laughs> uh, they're cheap. They're uh, just there for, uh, you know, let's get this over with. Uh, although things like... Uh, Oh, American Ninja Warrior, that's worth watching. It's got some great athleticism in it. Uh, but yeah, you're right, it gets pretty lean at this time of year. I know. I'm almost uh, I'm afraid to admit I've been watching one of those lame series uh, starring Raquel Welsh. And even though it's horrible, I'm still watching it. <laughs> well, they got you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It worked. All right, thanks, Rick. We will check in with you next weekend. Thank you, Joe. That is uh, Rick Forchuk. He joins us every Sunday morning letting us know what's happening in theaters as well as on the small screen. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.